0: Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. In today's episode, uh, I'm going to get to the topic of, are Kyrie Irving and LeBron James hurting their teams? Now, this is something that's gone around the league, so I want to share my thoughts on that with you guys. So, uh, yeah, let's go. First, I'm going to start off with Kyrie Irving. Now, I'm a Celtics fan, and I've said it time and time again. This Celtics team has been super frustrating. Coming into the year, high expectations for the Celtics that they were the favorites to come out of the East and face the Warriors in the championship. Now, obviously, the Warriors are going to win this year, and everyone knew that, but people expected the Celtics to be a young, very fun team to watch. People... Kyrie said he's gonna commit and he's gonna sign resign with the Celtics so everything was you know very optimistic then we started the season like 10 and 10 all right it was a very it was like the hardest 20 game uh first 20 game schedule and we went 10 and 10 so no one was too worried then we went on a roll a little bit and then all of a sudden we bet you know this past month and a half month the whole Kyrie stuff everything has just been really bad and for the before the All-Star break, people were like, is Kyrie Irving hurting the Celtics? And I was just like, no, you need star power, and he's not hurting the Celtics. But now, I'm up in the air about it. I want to see how this, the rest of the season plays out. Kyrie Irving is a horrible leader. Um, and I feel like with this Celtics team, their start, the thing is, they don't want to work together because last season, the Celtics had the young guys. Kyrie Irving was out. Gordon Hayward was out. Granted, it was pretty much a young roster. And this Celtics team had nothing to lose at all. They weren't expected to do too much. They were expected to beat the Bucs in the first round, but no one was sure how far they could go. They beat the Bucs. They beat the 76ers. And they were six minutes away from beating the Cavs and going to the NBA Finals. Now, I was watching that Game 7 against the Cavs. I was like, ah, it hurt to, you know, that would have been great if our team could have made it that far, but we didn't. All of a sudden, Kyrie, last season, was basically like, "All right, things were going good until I got hurt, this team was so close to making it to the finals, things are going to be good. Okay, we're just going to pick off where we left off last year. But since he got hurt, the... Young guys picked up a bigger role. Tatum all of a sudden was the star on the team. Jalen Brown played played a bigger role offensively. Terry Rozier's a big one. Those guys, those young guys, picked up bigger roles offensively and expected that to carry on into the season. Then when Kyrie came back and Gordon Hayward, Hayward started taking away minutes, and Kyrie Irving was taking away touches. Then the young guys were playing a lesser role, and it was hard for them to adapt because they just expected their role to grow on what they did in the playoffs. And it didn't work that way. Kyrie came back and Gordon Hayward. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a pie chart. And in one of these future episodes, a pie, blame pie chart for the Lakers and the Celtics on who to blame for these struggles. I'm going to do that. Um, people have been doing that, so I'm going to do my own. Uh, and create my own thoughts on that. So I'll, um, I'll definitely do that for a future episode and throw that in. So stay tuned for that. But back on track, these guys expected to play bigger roles. But when Kyrie and Gordon Hayward came back, they had to step back down, and they weren't used to that. Then now there's just there's only one ball to go around for the Celtics. Now all of a sudden, these guys just don't want to play together. There's no chemistry. Um, there's the they're like two two separate teams. You have guys like Gordon Hayward and Kyrie Irving. Like this is our team, you know. Maybe not Gordon Hayward, but Kyrie Irving. Like this this is my team. Just listen to me, do what I say. But the young guys are like, why would I listen to Kyrie? Because it's either he's gonna be here next year or we're gonna be here next year. Why should I listen to him? They obviously don't like each other. Kyrie said bad things about the young guys. I don't blame the young guys, because Kyrie's been a horrible leader and mentor for them. And it's not his fault that he's taken away touches and made them step down to a lesser role, because that's just reality of things, and it was going to happen no matter what. But Kyrie has been a jerk to them. He said bad things about them, and... I don't blame the young guys for not wanting to listen to them because you know they know we're not going to be with you so too much longer, and you've been horrible. You've treated us really badly. Um, I don't think Kyrie's done a very good job dealing with the situation, neither of the young guys. Both sides have an argument, but both sides need to come together and realize we can make this work. We have the talent to make this work. Someone has to step up as a vocal leader, and Jalen Brown said it best. Uh, I'm not sure if this is a direct quote, but something on these words early in the season. Leadership starts at the top, and it's a great quote because Kyrie Irving needs to be the leader. And listen, on this team, I'm not even going to say, you know, maybe leadership doesn't have to come from the top because I don't care who steps up as the leader. Someone has to do it. Please, someone, someone please do it and just step up as a leader and get these guys going. Um, people, a lot of people are saying Fire Brad Stevens. Now, I don't exactly agree with that. Stevens is a very good coach, but at the same time, I don't. I think he's done a poor job of managing the egos, and he seems like more of a coach to um, coach a team with nothing to lose and make them overachieve. I feel like he's just coached all these teams overachieve, and finally, once he was really given the talent. He hasn't really done great with it. And he hasn't done horrible. Like, last season, he was given a good amount of talent, and they thrived, um, in the regular season at least, until Kyrie went down. And <sighs> If Hayward and Kyrie didn't get hurt last year, I don't think we're talking about this. Because those rookies never have to play that role and never, you know, feel like, oh, I'm the leader of this team, you know, I'm, I'm the guy. And they never feel that. And... Things are right fine right now. Gordon Hayward a star right now with Kyrie Irving. Things just aren't you know going as as planned. He expected Gordon Hayward to come back and be a, uh, his second star alongside him. He has not been the second star. Hayward's been inconsistent and frankly a bench player. Um, the young guys have you know, have been like, no, this is my team, And, and things just are not going as Kyrie planned, and people are saying, why is Kyrie now stepping out of this? This isn't what he expected. He expected the young guys to play the same role they did last year, Hayward to come back fully healthy, and none of that's happened. And... Brad Stevens, as good as an X and O guy as he is, he's done a horrible job managing these egos. And frankly, he's done a bad job meshing all these guys together. Danny Ainge, the GM, has done a great job. He got all this talent together in the first place. It's not his uh, problem with the chemistry things. It's not like over in L.A. where he leaked all these trade rumors. He did none of that, really. Not much of it. I mean, sure, the Pelicans thing, but he didn't really leak anything about that. So, I think Danny Inch did a great job getting all this talent together. Is Kyrie to blame for the Celtics' struggles? Not completely. Somewhat, yes. I give him a good chunk of the pie chart I'm going to make. So, you guys are going to have to stay tuned in future episodes to hear my pie chart. And um, hear the percent of blame I give Kyrie. But... He gets some of the blame, for sure. Um, definitely. He needs to do a better job and step up as a leader, and he he's done a horrible job with that. And at first I was like, no, it isn't him. It is more of the stuff unfolded. I'm like, you know what, maybe it is him, or at least some of it. There's a lot of pieces that go into this puzzle on why they've been so disappointing, and Kyrie is definitely a piece of it. I'm not going to say he's the complete reason this team has struggled, but he's a big part of it. But it's definitely a lot of people mixed in as one. So, um, you know, I'm going to come out with that pie chart. I really want to make that. I wish I had. I thought of it before, but you're just going to have to stay tuned for a future episode. That's my take on the whole um, Celtics thing. I mean, we should make, like, a Celtics timeline. And uh, I want to do more of those, like, timelines and just look back. And, like, some of those maybe we'll get to those in the future. So, uh, anyway, on to LeBron. All right. So... The Celtics are obviously in 5th place, so they're going to probably make it to the playoffs, whatever. But the Lakers, on the other hand, LeBron James' team, right now it's 30-33, and 33, sitting in 10th place, and they are currently 4.5 games outside of the playoffs. <sighs> I said the Lakers before the All-Star breakup said it time and time again, I'm going to stick with them, and then the Clippers will switch spots. Now the Clippers have are 6-4 in their last 10, they're the 7th place team, the Spurs are 8th place, and the Lakers currently have better odds to land a top 3 pick than they do to get inside the playoffs. I think I've given up on the Lakers. Maybe not exactly given up, but I've lost too much hope. I feel like the loss to the Lakers, um, the loss to the Grizzlies, all of these losses have been just combined, and... I don't know. I just don't think they can do it. And it's crazy because LeBron's been to the past seven NBA finals and now he's not even going to be participating in the playoffs. I'd much rather see um, the Lakers be the seven seed instead of the Clippers because Clippers versus Nuggets. Who's going to win that series? Or would you rather see Clippers and Lakers? The Nuggets are a team that has something to prove. I'm not sure how they're going to do in the playoffs. And to see a team like LeBron's Lakers, like, just LeBron. You just throw it in the sentence, LeBron. The Nuggets don't have much playoff experience. LeBron has all the experience and is the king for a reason. That series could be so entertaining, and we could that could be an upset. I might pick the Lakers in that. But they'd be lucky to even grab the eight seed at this point. Um... The Clippers, I just don't know how they're still in. I said they were going to slip after the Tobias Harris trade. And Clippers fans have to be happy if they just make the playoffs. If they can land Kawhi Leonard, if this if this happens, so you trade Tobias, the best-case scenario for the Clippers, quickly, uh, maybe we'll go more in-depth on this again some other time, but maybe not. I don't know. But the best-case scenario is where they traded Tobias Harris away, and they get Kawhi Leonard, and that Miami Heat pick ends up being really good. That's the best-case scenario for them, uh, just quickly. But And they make the playoffs this year it would just be a good little accomplishment and a good uh, showing to the other guys on the team, a good little confidence boost. Uh, good for Doc Rivers, who is, I think, a little too hated on Doc Rivers. I think he's a... Uh, solid ego manager, and um, that's pretty much all you need in uh, basketball now, and I hate that. Our coaches just, if you can manage egos, you're good. That's it. I like the more like X and O's, but that's more of an NFL thing, and other sports and NBA, it's just turning into just go make sure the superstar's happy, and that's why the Celtics are struggling. Brad Stevens can't do that. Luke Walton, right now at the Lakers, should be fired. LeBron deserves very little blame. Little. I'll put it on my pie chart. It'll be smaller than Kyrie's, but that he deserves. But LeBron James has had like, last year. The Lakers were a bottom five team in the league. Teams forget about that. People forget that the Lakers were horrible last year. LeBron has missed a month of the season. One of his best players, Lonzo's, missed time, so they battled injuries. LeBron missed a month. He missed a month. Lonzo's missed time. He's Luke Walton's a horrible coach and they can't fire him. All the trade rumors get leaked, and that ruins chemistry. And that lost them a few games right then and there. The one against the Pacers where they got blown out. A ton of things go into this. Magic Johnson, too, and Luke Walton, and the fact that LeBron hasn't had any help. LeBron deserves a little blame, but not much. People have been saying he deserves the blame. Lakers shouldn't sign LeBron. Someone actually said that. Lakers shouldn't Lakers shouldn't have signed LeBron. Lakers shouldn't have This team was bottom 5 last year. Now they have the greatest player on the planet giving them playoff hopes and now they're a bigger free agency destination than ever. Cuz they're in LA and they have the greatest player in the world and everyone wants to play with LeBron. Even Kyrie who requested a trade to get away from LeBron wants him back. They shouldn't have signed LeBron. (laughs) You're kidding. You're you're joking. I'm speechless that people actually think they shouldn't have signed LeBron. LeBron said it's going to be a process with this team. I think he expected to make the playoffs. I expected him to make the playoffs. Who didn't? But he said it was going to be a process. He's sacrificing maybe one year. He thought he'd sacrifice one year of not being a title contender. But he's possibly sacrificing one year of his legacy right here. He didn't make the playoffs. He couldn't carry this team. But I'm surprised he couldn't really. They could have done a much better job, the Lakers as an organization and his teammates, but the Lakers are three and seven in their uh, last ten. Two-game losing streaks. So again, if they had Lonzo, if all I all I'll say is if LeBron wasn't didn't get hurt, if there were like no injuries for this Lakers team. Um, they don't make the horrible Zubac trade. That in itself maybe could have saved the season. I think overall that, that's how good LeBron is. That despite all of, despite like no help, despite all the, his horrible coach, despite being brand new with this team, despite the horrible management by, um, Magic Johnson, if they keep Iveshia Zubach and he doesn't get hurt and neither does Lonzo, I think they could be in the playoffs. Despite everything else. Maybe. That was a horrible Zubach trade and I could rant for 30 minutes on it for sure, but uh, I won't. So I'm gonna make a, a, a blame chart, but I'm gonna just tell you right now hint hint. Kyrie gets more of the blame for the Celtics disappointment than LeBron does for the Lakers. LeBron does not deserve much. He could have done a little bit better of a job as a leader, but yeah, and keeping the Anthony Davis stuff under wraps, but he doesn't deserve much more blame. He's the only reason they even have a chance at the playoffs right now. So that's my whole um, thought on how much blame um, LeBron and Kyrie deserve for um, their disappointing seasons.